0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. And this, as you guys um, may or may not have known, um, I think I spoke about it in one of the previous podcasts, but this is the interview that was so bomb that got deleted by myself, by my own doing. So I do take full responsibility, but thank you so much, Ashley, for remaking this. Um, The second time will be a charm I'm I'm, uh, hoping for. Um, so Ashley is our guest. Ashley is the resilience queen. She's a mental health enthusiast and speaker. She's the founder and creator of Don't Die Afraid, which is a platform used to inspire others to live a resilient life. So Ashley, thank you for making a second appearance on the show. Um, what's up? Say hi to the people.
1: <laughs> hi. Um, yes, girl. I, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I believe that first recording, like your friend said, was for us. It was for both of us. Okay? We got what we needed, and now we're here to give the people what they need.
0: Yeah. And honestly, guys, I think that it shows resilience, if you really think about it. Like, I didn't let the chip really hang on my shoulder for too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just have to really push through and keep on going with the the flow of things.
1: Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> so...
0: Um, as you can tell, me and Ashley really friendly um, because we did meet a few. Uh, maybe it was a year ago by now. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Um, yeah, it a was year ago. over a
1: year ago now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which conference was it, Ash? Do you? It was like a DC Tech Week, um, and they had events that whole week. And we met um, during one of the the events at a co working space. It was a really cute co working space. Yeah, it was super dope. Yeah, and we were both in the audience, and I think I sat in the front of you, and then we both hung out to the end, and we met this lady who was a massage therapist. And was Have strong. you ever went to her? After? No, I don't even know where her contact information is. Yeah, this I mean, is my problem. I be networking with mad people, and mm-hmm. then sometimes drop the ball on following up, but you, we followed up, so yeah. that's what matters. <laughs> Thank you so much for that follow-up, because I, I
0: didn't want to get the ball uh, dropped. <laughs> for- <laughs> I'm actually going to see, I may have her business card because there's somewhere I keep, um, I have like a little bag where I keep a whole bunch of business cards. So if I happen Ooh. to find it, I will send you a picture of it.
1: Okay, girl. Cause we need massages. With
0: yeah, be a date. In the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That would be fun. All okay. right. So, um, yes, we pretty much met at a networking event and ever since then we definitely, um, check in on, on each other here and there. And, um, I just enjoy Ashley's energy, um, what she stands for, and just her essence um, about resilience and um, encouraging others and and just her her journey. So without further ado, um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with resilience?
1: Yes, yes. Um, So I actually started my platform, Don't Die Afraid, seven years ago now. Um, I started it after I graduated from college. I had an undergrad degree in broadcast journalism, and I thought I was going to get my dream job, but I didn't. (laughs) So I was like, you know what, Ashley, you can make your own platform. You don't need someone to hire you. So I originally made the platform to be a blog that journaled the uh, ups and downs of a person who just graduated and didn't get their dream job. So that was my focus in the beginning. So it was still about resiliency, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of years into focusing on that, uh, something happened in pop culture where there was an interview on The Breakfast Club where uh, Wale was sharing how he was dealing with suicidal ideation and, um, depression. And then I believe it was Meek Mill who posted on Instagram, like, you know, go ahead and jump off a bridge. Why don't you, you know, we've all been waiting for it. And the response to a lot of people, uh, well, from a lot of people was, you know, Meek Mill should feel bad about this if Wale actually does something or, you know, um, you know, he should just feel bad if something happens because of this. And I'm like, no, he should feel bad for even thinking that this is a funny topic to make light of. Uh, This can also be triggering for other people who are reading this, who are going through their own mental health journey. And that was the catalyst for me to realize that I needed to switch my focus from, you know, just being the, the journey of a 20-something-year-old to really talking about mental health and shining a light on it, because I had always dealt with mental health my whole life uh, behind closed doors, and most people didn't know about it, but both of my parents were substance users, so I was raised by my nana. So at a young age, I dealt with a lot of abandonment issues and and jealousy of my friends who had both of their parents. So when I decided to focus on mental health and share that on my platform, I started sharing with people about how I dealt with depression and suicidal ideation in high school and started group therapy in high school, really just to show people to normalize it and to really embrace it and to realize that they aren't alone. And so that's where the whole motto of resiliency came from.
0: Yes. Thank you um, for sharing that story. I mean, if you don't mind, I, was it Nana or was it you that actually went out to seek that group therapy? And I believe you're in high school um, when you started it.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I really don't remember if it was my nana or if it was me, Um, but I do know that my nana encouraged me to go to therapy um, when I was younger. She actually wanted the both of us to go, but I refused because I thought that if I agreed to go to therapy, it meant that she wasn't doing a good job and I didn't want her to feel that way. Um, So I was, I was constantly always thinking about, you know, how would this make her feel? But the fact that she was even suggesting that in her 70 years of age, you know, uh, just really shows how, how forward thinking she was, you know, but once I got to high school, I was, paired with a guidance counselor who knew my journey she knew about my parents she knew about my Nana the whole school did because I received scholarships and stuff like that to help us pay for it uh, since my Nana couldn't afford it so I really think it might have been my guidance counselor who connected me and told me about those groups but my Nana was a huge proponent for it and she supported it
0: Um, and has anyone in your family um because you know us being um you know, Black individuals and and coming from that type of ancestry, therapy is not really something that is top of mind, or or at least it used to not be. I think we're definitely changing the norms in that area. A lot of people are seeking therapy, um, family therapy, and definitely working through those um, traumas that we have. But did your, like, was your Nana just always like forward thinking or did she ever seek therapy or had friends that went or...
1: You know, I wish I knew the answer to that question because I know that my Nana, she went through a lot uh, just growing up. Well, I I don't know too much about her her younger years, but I do know when she was married, she actually dealt with physical and emotional abuse, Um, you know, and that's something that my mom and my uncle shared with me as I was an adult and after my Nana had passed away, that my grandfather used to cheat on my Nana. Uh, He was a rolling stone. Like he was the definition of a rolling stone. You know, New York hustler, always drove a Cadillac. But the thing is back then he took care of home. And a lot of people, especially in the black community, they were trained to believe, you know, if your husband takes care of home, which is monetarily, you know, all the bills are paid, then he's, he's doing his job, you know, but there wasn't really that connection, an emphasis on love and really being present and not being a rolling stone and not cheating. So my Nana stayed with my grandfather for, uh, for the duration of his life, he actually had a stroke later on in life, and she took care of him while she was raising me. Oh, so wow. she, she's she been through a lot, you know, and she was born in 1919. So I can imagine, you know, well, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine what she went through as a child and just and just gro- growing up, but I know that she has so much life to that she watched. You know, she had a, a sibling who who died when he was about five years old. So I know that there's you know has to be history of deeply rooted trauma and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if she ever got the the care that she needed, but maybe she knew deep down inside that she wished she did. So that's why she pushed me to do so. Mm. That's good. That's good.
0: Um, yeah, I could definitely relate. And I think it's just um, the, the, the black family history, but that same story pretty much happened with my grandmother as well. Um, me like finding out, well, my mother, I guess, finding out she had a sister that was like around her age. And it was like, wait, wait, this doesn't add up. So um, definitely come from the same, well, similar similar family background about the the grandfathers being rolling stones but definitely taking care of the household um they did that but there's a lot that goes into um relationships of any kind Um, you can't just provide for me you know monetarily you have to be there you know emotionally physically like all those other things do do take apart so that's that's really good um so what is the importance of resilience um, during these times that we're facing? Uh, I know but when we previously spoke, it was before election, but now we're after election. Ash, so like, there's still there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. Um, there's a lot of traumas we still have. So, what 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 would you say is the importance of resiliency during these
1: times? Yes, I think it's so important to focus on what matters the most to you and without the outside opinion opinions of others, you know, and that outside influence of others. So I was, Oh man, I, I wish I could find it. I was reading something on Instagram this morning that just hit me so hard. Okay. Yes, I found it. So it says strange, isn't it? You know yourself better than anyone else. Yet you crumble at the words of someone who hasn't even lived a second of your life. The world is filled with people who think they know you listen to no one else's voice, but yours. And when I read that, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like really God, like that's how you felt this morning. Like that's what you needed me to hear this morning. And I think that's the, You know, that's a reminder when it comes to resilience. You know, during this time, people have experienced loss and grief and and loss in so many ways, whether it's the loss of a person, a loss of a job, a loss of community, you know, a loss of sense of belonging or self because we're so tied into solitude. And a lot of people perceive solitude as loneliness when it really isn't, it's just the opportunity to really get to know yourself so you can become centered and rise above, you know, and, and, and exit on the other side of this situation stronger and more rooted in who you truly are. And I think that's what resilience is all about. It's about bouncing back better than before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So twenty twenty was a hell of a year. Um and I and I don't think that unfortunately the way this um pandemic is you know there's some uncontrollables i don't think in the new year everything's gonna we're gonna life you know before you know life that we knew before i think there's still gonna be a period of time where we're still trying to figure things out um and and i do believe things will get better but um as you're saying, we just have to remember that there is going to be a other side of this and we have to plan and look forward to those, um, the other side. I was listening to a sermon. Oh my gosh. What did he say? This isn't a pandemic. This is a pandemic. And I was like, oh, that is good. Um, because we, it, it's been so long, um, feeling stagnant in this place. And it's like, the time is going to go by, you know, it, it happened in like April, April is it's going to be April again soon, pretty much. And, um, you know, what am I doing to push forward to the after this, you know, life after the pandemic life after, you know, if you lost a job or lost a loved one, um, you know, healing, things like that, we have to intentionally plan um, to make, you know, things better just for us, holistically, I
1: would say. Um, let's see. Yeah, I definitely agree with that about planning, but also balancing and, and realizing that if you're in a space where you can't plan, you know, where you have fogginess in your brain and, and, and your faith needs to be built realizing that in those moments to lean on people, you know, because I've seen a lot of posts about, you know, if you haven't used this time, what's been wrong with you? And it's like, it's something we've never lived through before. So show grace for yourself, you know, even if the person next to you has built five businesses during this time and has tripled their income and, you know, has, has gotten married or, or whatever. Just yeah. realize that we are all on our own individual paths and, and you have to have the grace with yourself that you have with others. Yeah,
0: that, that is very true. Don't, um, don't think that there is, you have to come out of this with, uh, I would say with like, uh, material things or uh, things that you actually created don't. I wouldn't say you have to come out of this, but I, I do think, for everyone, I would love for us to come out of this stronger, whatever that may look like, um, because I think this, this is strengthening us. It, it it's breaking us down in some way, but it's also strengthening, building us up also at the same time. So you're you're absolutely right. Like sometimes, like what I learned during this pandemic, sometimes I literally just feel like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? And I, I will sit in my bed and just call it a movie. Like uh, this is going to be a movie day, Netflix and movie day. And I don't have to be on Instagram. I don't have to be creating posts for the podcast. I don't have to be, you know, talking to people and then sometimes i'm like i really want community so like i go out and i hit up my friends like hey what are you doing so it's just like you really i think once again growing through this time um finding figuring out yourself and really learning what you need at certain periods and really recognizing those emotions that you do have at certain times very very important
1: yeah exactly um
0: so Ash, how would you say one could increase their resilience?
1: I'm not fighting back when things happen. Like you just said, you know, when you are in a mood and you feel like all I can muster up right now is the energy to sit on this bed and watch a movie, then do that. Um, Because quite honestly, sometimes when people experience things, They want to just run through it, you know, and not feel the feels and not sit in it. But quite honestly, that's where the strength comes from. That's where you learn the most. You know, obviously don't sit in it for weeks or months, you know, but give yourself time to process. Give yourself time to feel because that's how you learn yourself. That's how you learn how to rise above it. You know, similar to you when I'm having – a rough day or i'm experiencing something i'll sit with myself and i'll say okay ashley think through the situation you know how did it play out were there things that you could have done to to handle it better were there things that were out of your control if there was another person involved was there a way that they could have done better okay, let's sit in this, you know, if you need to cry, cry, if you need to scream, scream, if you need to, to read something to get more clarity, do that. Preacher and then after <laughs> I give myself that designated time, okay, now it's time to figure out what we learned from that. And now it's time to move on. But if you skip that middle part where that reflection is, and where that feeling of that emotion is, you're going to keep going through it and that's that's what people don't realize like their resilience isn't built because they keep trying to boulder through things instead of dealing with them and then you figure out why do i keep getting in the same type of relationships why do i keep getting at the same types of jobs and i'm i'm upset you know the same thing keeps happening because you haven't built your resilience towards it yet duh
0: <laughs> what is that saying called actually doing the same thing over and over do you know what I'm talking about? What is that? Oh my gosh. Doing the same thing over and over is insanity or is it, I don't know. I have to, I have to search it up, but like, yes, it's like not recognizing your, the, the issue at hand, you know, Um, sometimes it it just goes over. Um, it, It definitely has been over my head in the past. Like sometimes I'm like, until I think therapy definitely helped me, but I would do things and get the same type of results and I'm like until I waited and said wait right now maybe you shouldn't keep on doing this maybe you should hear someone out maybe you should you know understanding that we aren't perfect and that there's always room to grow so yeah reflection is key I would yes. To say that.
1: <laughs> and I love that you shared about therapy because that exactly is what therapy is. It gives you that outside perspective to be able to see those blind spots. And I always encourage people to go to therapy, not necessarily when things are, you know, at the worst case scenario and you're, you're down on your, your wits and you're at your, you know, the end of the, the situation. But therapy is meant to be something that is proactive instead of reactive. And I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't need therapy because everything's great in my life. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect time to go, you know? Um, And also realizing that therapy is like dating. Mm -hmm. One size does not fit all. So if you have, you know, a, a therapy experience that, you know, didn't sit right with you or didn't achieve your goals, that's okay. It's because it's relational, you know, it's between you and that person. And that doesn't mean that therapy doesn't work. It just means that you and that person don't work. And there's a ton of different modalities of therapy. So looking into different ones, because talk therapy might not be the one that you're into, you know. So I always suggest and encourage people to, to explore therapy and realize that it's a process just like any other relationship would be. That's good.
0: Um, thank you for bringing that up, um, Ash. So I think that you said you went to multiple. You have been through multiple different type of therapies, right? And modalities, would you say?
1: Yeah, a couple. Mm-hmm.
0: So how do how does one would you say finds the right the right fit? How does someone know what they're looking for if they do you know someone listening to this is like, hey, I want to seek out therapy. What, what's the first step? Like, how do they know if this therapy Therapist is actually working. Like, what can help someone out instead of just staying in the same place that they they're they're all they always been in? Cause I i think leaving therapy, you should see some type of growth of your life, but you could see that sometimes and still there could be to a point where at the therapy is not growing you to where you need to be. So you could be stagnant. It may have worked in the beginning, but it could have come to a, a halt, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like so how do you go about looking for a therapist?
1: Yes, I love that. So psychologytoday.com is a really awesome resource that I've used on for, for multiple things. They also have like a um, a psychology um, uh, directory where they have different therapists and things like that, but they also have a list of types of therapy. So if you just go to psychologytoday and type in types of therapy, it'll list a ton of different types of therapy. Um, Animal assistant therapy, you know, art therapy, EDMR, there's so many different types. Um, So just going through and looking through that list and just thinking, you know, what resonates with me, you know, uh, reading the descriptions and seeing what moves you, what are you interested in, uh, what intrigues you. And so then after reviewing that information, writing down the ones that you're interested in, and then Psychology Today in their directory, when you go and you search, you know, with your zip code and your type of insurance, or if you don't have insurance, when they list the person, they also list the type of therapies that that person offers. So that's really helpful because you already have your list of what you're into. And now you can look and see if that therapist provides that type of service, which is awesome. And then another thing that I suggest that people do before going to therapy is sitting down and writing out what what areas of your life you want to grow in you know so for example i'll use myself um i know when i go to my next therapist i want to focus on why do i get so offended when my partner tells me things about myself you know like why do i get so defensive instead of being able to hear them out like you know why do i feel attacked even though I know that this person loves me and it's coming from a loving place. Like, why is that so triggering to me? So just writing down different things that you want to find out about yourself, different questions that you want to dive deeper into. And then during that first therapy appointment, most therapists they'll allow you to have a 30 minute consultation with them before then okay. uh, having a paid session. And during that consultation, you can bring those questions that you have and say, Hey, like, this is what I'm looking to, to dive into. Have you had success working with people in the past on these topics? And then they'll respond and you'll get to see. Because like I said, it's just like a relationship. Just like when you enter into the dating scene and you have, you know, your list of things that you want checked off. Mm-hmm. Apply the same theory here.
0: Okay, well, some see some of us go into the dating scene with no type of list, so we. I, I think that um, that's a whole story for another day, but um, <laughs> intentionality is key, um, and sometimes you do have to. I, I personally, guys, I went into therapy seeing the benefits of how it has grown other people in my life that, that were seeking therapists um, and them speaking very highly about it. So I, I came in really, She, my therapist said, hey, right now, what would you like to focus on? I just said, hey, woman, um, I just think I, I'm, I'm a lot right now and I would like to kind of figure it out. So I didn't really have um, intentions when I first went, but, but guys, my have things changed like a a year and some change later, guys, I'm very, like, my next therapy session, I'm definitely going to go in, um, pinpoint some areas that I also want to grow in, um, because I'm realizing my strengths, you know, as I went through therapy, and I'm seeing my weak spots, um, relationships, all those things, so I think that even if you don't have a plan, like I I did, I had no clue, Um, I was just blessed to have someone that is definitely um, assisting me in my, my personal development but uh, you'll, you'll get to a point where you realize how important intention, intention, being intentional is in your life like that that is the word for I think my next year half of this year I would say being intentional yeah. is so key Yes I
1: love it.
0: Okay, Ash, so where can the people connect with you? Um, Well, tell us a little bit about Don't Die Afraid, um, where they can connect with you, um, what's going on um, over at your end.
1: Yes, Um, so my name is Don't Die Afraid on all platforms. So on Instagram, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Don't Die Afraid everywhere. And the motto behind Don't Die Afraid is... Uh, don't allow your circumstances to hinder your future. They are just stepping stones to success to reveal how resilient you truly are. You know, and, and that ties into to me growing up. I've met several people who have grown up with parents who are substance users. And sometimes they think, you know, if I grew up in this environment, that's all that I can be because it's all that I see around me. And I'm like, no, like you could be so much more if you just knew that someone believed in you and that there was more out there for you and that your parents' choices or the environment that you grew up's choices doesn't limit you. You know, it just gives you a foundation to realize what you're built of, what you're made of, what you can go through and and get over so you can use that as your testimony, you know? And so now I get to speak at high schools and colleges to Mm -hmm. other kids who are going through something similar to me and have them see me on the other end and realize like, hey, I can do it too. And that honestly is what brings me so much joy and, and what I hope to be able to do You know, once I'm financially independent in the next couple of years, is just travel the world and talk at schools because so many children are going through so much. And I just want them to realize that even if there's no one in your inner circle or your family or your community that believes in you, quite honestly, because they probably are dealing with their own generational trauma. I, I want to be that person for someone else, um, so I'm I'm really excited to do that. And you know, COVID put a wrench in a lot of my my speaking engagements, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to to getting creative and being able to get back in schools.
0: Yes, that that is just amazing. Like I'm smiling right now because for someone to look at you and what like what you overcame like i could just see a smile and i'm pretty sure you have seen it millions of times like a a, a student or someone looking at you and just smiling saying wow i could you are you you're showing what the other side looks like and, I, and that's so important like that there isn't after this like you don't have to let that be your standard so thank you thank you for what you stand for ash thank you for um living in your purpose and thank you for just helping and motivating others um with your testimony because that that's so dope
1: oh thank you and thank you for having this platform and inviting me on because i know that you have been thinking about this for a while and you told me about it before you you know went and took the plunge to launch but you're doing the same thing you're using what you're learning about yourself, you know, the life lessons that you're reading about, the sermons that you're learning from, the people that are coming into your life, you know, and you're putting that into this podcast to help others along the way. And I think that's, there's power in that, you know, when we use our breakthroughs to be someone else's deliverance.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. Um, so wait, I don't think you dropped the, you know, you did. You said don't die afraid, um, spelled don't die afraid guys on every single platform. I will definitely leave that in the, um, com- uh, show notes. It will be in the show notes. If you guys want to, when you guys connect with, um, her, so that's where it will be. And before we close out, Ash, I do have some guest questions. Um, how do you define success? Um, and you know, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Do you have a definition for success? If so, how do you define it?
1: Mm. I like that. I like that question a lot. Hmm. That's a good question. So, for me, I would define success as Your inner, your inner acceptance of yourself. Yeah, your inner acceptance of yourself. Because a lot of people can think that success is results driven or it has to be this outcome. But that doesn't matter, you know, because there's so much good that you can be doing internally that might not have manifested yet externally so if you get so caught up in looking at what the results of it is Mm -hmm. or isn't you might overlook what's happening within you and a lot of times what happens within you precedes what happens externally so I believe success is all about that inner acceptance
0: come on now with the soundbite guys that's going to be the soundbite for this podcast (laughs) that is (laughs) word if what happens in you precedes what happens outside come on ash preaching it's not even sunday it's saturday guys <laughs> i love that um okay and the last one what are the top three tips you would give your younger self um, to bring in your current phase of your journey
1: mm, okay top three so one would be everything that you're going through right now, girl, is happening for a reason. A couple of years from now, you'll be on stages inspiring other people. So keep oh, going through what oh, you got to go through. Oh <laughs> Cry in your closet, it's all good, but it's for someone else's deliverance. So that'll be the first thing. The second thing that I would tell myself is. Get comfortable with who you are and really love on yourself. Love every aspect about yourself. Figure out what all the areas of insecurities are and dive deep into figuring out how to love them because you should never depend on someone else's validation in order for you to love yourself. And the third one I would say is have fun, take risks. Younger Ashley was... She was a straight A student, and she um she didn't take as many risks. And now I'm like basically thirty, and I'm like, dang, like I should have had a wild phase. Like I wish I would have, <laughs> like, so I could tell you know some more stories. But it's like, no, I was sitting home reading a book. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: same. I'm hoping I don't ever feel. Like, I'm like the same way, Ash. I'm like. The way I, for school, I didn't party really in college like that. I'm like, oh, I hope I don't regret this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that once again, even what we're going through this pandemic and shut down all those things, I think a lot of us is going to come out like, hey, like, let's make memories. Let's go to the beach this weekend. Let's, let's go on this sh- uh, late minute trip, you know, because we know that life is, you know, is a gift. And we just have to really experience every moment. At least I am. So I I, I definitely want to make more memories uh with my life that, that I do have. So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel you. That that is exactly how I feel right now during this this time. I'm like, man, I wish I would have taken more trips and I wish I would have done this and you know, now with the perspective of, you know, people's borders being closed and us not being able to travel, I, I definitely don't want to ever feel that feeling of regret again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's another lesson that we can all learn during this time is to live more and really focus on what brings you joy. You know, don't get caught up in, oh, I don't want to take off too much work uh, time from work girl the the work will still be there they will be all right like go enjoy life see the world explore and lean into adventure that is key well thank you so
0: much for this is in part two this is the remake um the <laughs> remix y'all uh, thank you so much for re-recording with me ash um i love it that people's gonna love it uh and just thanks again and That's it. That's all I have for you guys on this episode. Yes. Well, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.